When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! So you re- I have a, a bonus Ask Slee that I want to get in there, Al, because it, uh, it goes together with what you were talking about um, this morning when you went to go get your coffee and somebody recognized Rookie. Yep. So did other people start to chime in and ask you Ask Slees when they realized that you were Alan Slee? <laughs> I think they – here's the funny thing with that. They come to you for that. Like that is your – I feel like you've had a – a number of different times, whether a Rams game or just something ran. What, where were you at? Buffalo Wild Wings. You're grabbing wings somewhere. I forget where you said you were. Yes, I feel like Taurus. that's more. Yeah. I think they come to you for those. <laughs> I think they know I like it. Yeah. I think they know that I'm super fired up about it. I it, there's always it's that your side hustle. Too. That is that's your that's your company. That's a so, that's that's a um, uh, an LLC of yours. <laughs> Tell me if this happened during that exchange. Were there? Were there other people around, like just waiting for their coffee or whatever? Were there people within a proximity? Could they overhear what this person was asking you? Not really. The only okay. person that would be able to is the gal that was getting taking the order, so be- not really. Because it, I, I always get a kick out of it. It's always weird because it, they're, they're, once in a blue moon, someone will recognize you or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, 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 it's a, it feels great. Every time it happens, it feels really good. Don't get me wrong. But – there are when there are other people around who have no idea up, what's going on. No yeah. idea who you are. They're looking at like, who is that? And sure. why should anybody care about that fat guy stuffing his face with wings? Why are people approaching <laughs> him? It's always a weird moment where you're like, I don't know, like because I'm always super excited and, and and like to engage, but everyone else kind of looking around like this. I that's not a person. Why is somebody talking to him? By hey. the way, that is that is a. That's a great way to put it because it is awkward. I'd be the same way if somebody, you know, if somebody saw somebody and I didn't know who the hell that person was, but, I would be like, well, who the hell is that person? <laughs> Why are you saying something to that guy? I don't know who that is. So was did you bring Rookie inside the coffee shop? Like indoors? It was, uh, it was a smoothie spot, and only because I was standing outside with Rook, Lady Slee goes in there, and they okay. recognized and okay. said, hey, no, he could come in. I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, are you bringing your dog into into stores and stuff? I don't know. I have a thing against dogs being in or animals being inside of this place that I'm trying to eat or drink. I'm kind of with you on that. And I, I won't take Starbucks. You can't have – you can't have pets in, in Starbucks. So What about wh- a cockatoo or a python? A python's because okay. <laughs> python, if if you have anxiety, you could bring in a python. My, my emotional support cobra. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> By the way, we said peacock? this. Yeah, yesterday. Did you see that? This this peacock. The, yeah, I did see it when you guys said it to me. Yes. The most random thing. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm not crazy about because you don't know how people are, and I don't want to. You know, hey, I'm just going to bring this guy. In. If this if the place well, allows it, bring coffee. it in. If not, then I won't. Yeah, it's a weird deal when I'm trying to have a drink at a bar. Like, even if it's an outdoor bar and there's a I get dog it. underneath yeah, the I get bar, it. it's like, uh, can can we just not? Can you maybe? Uh, the reason I'm out is because I want to enjoy a nice environment out. I don't want to hang out with Fido underneath my feet. I'm going to take uh, Rookie to Mastro's. 
We're going to go to Mastro's. you got to train him to sit in the chair so he's, like, at the table. Like, he can put his paws up on the table and just a big bowl of food, and he can just stick his face in it. But I don't if want Ricky dude, on the ground. I want him in a chair. Let me tell you something. If this dude was at Mastro's, <laughs> he would have stolen nine ribeyes off people's <laughs> table. I mean, he's savage when it comes to any of that food. I love it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And, Emily, so – you're significantly younger than me and Slee. Was a promposal a thing when you were going through high school? Is that how people did it? Yeah. So at my high school, uh, there was this thing where people would uh, cup the fence. So there's a fence going around all around the, uh, school. So you would get a bunch of like styrofoam cups or plastic cups, and you would like write out in the fence like whatever you wanted to say. People would uh, I don't know the most ambitious one I think was someone did like a flash mob and inv- invaded my classroom. So that was a lot. <laughs> But yeah, it was a thing. I never got promposed to. It's fine, but uh, I'm not. I'm not bitter about it. But uh, yeah, it was a thing. You but never screw got you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, Dave and Sean. Tim and Bob and Skyler and all you guys that never did anything. I, you know, forget you guys. My my oldest, who's actually quite creative. So where his high school sits, right across the street is the uh, the sheriff station, one of the Orange County Dana Point sheriff stations. He went over there, got one of the officers to drive him to his girlfriend's house in the back of the police car. And then he went up to the front door with the cop and had a, it would be a crime if you didn't go to the the prom with me. That's a lot. Yeah, it was. And I'm thinking, don't engage with the police. Let them do their thing. There may be a crime being committed where they need to go do their thing. But he was, you know, dad, it was cool. It was cool. It was fine. It's fine. So there you go, Slee. That's what you have to look forward to. She just says no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. she no, she's like, nah. She's like, nah. I'm away. I got arrested <laughs> for stealing your heart. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, something equally cheesy like that. Uh, let's try one more of these. This is because we were talking about Correa, the Dodgers. Um, yeah. Is there any possibility of those two entities coming together? Dodger fans seem mortally opposed against it. Jonathan in L.A. is next. Jonathan, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, good morning, guys. I just wanted to mention how, like, why are we forgetting that Mookie was a cheater as well, and we forgave him, and he won a ring with us. If Korea comes to town, you know, take some pressure off Cody. He lets Muncy get back healthy and not have any pressure to perform. You know, he'll also take pressure off Mookie as well. So if Korea comes into town and blows it off, I think we'll forgive him, man. I, I think we're just looking past that Mookie cheated as well. Okay, so there's a couple things here. By the way, he's not entirely wrong, but the degrees of the two different series, because the Dodgers went against the Astros one year, the next year they go against the Red Sox. They lose both of those series. I think the difference that he's talking about, the the Mookie part, because Mookie was part of those Red Sox teams that have been accused of similar shenanigans. They weren't quite as sophisticated as what the Astros were doing, and they – the Red Sox pounded the Dodgers in that World Series. They, they dominated them across the board. It did not feel like the Dodgers were a pitch or two, a swing or two, a, a hit or two away from winning that series. The Dodgers had the series against the Astros in their back pocket. And then all of a sudden, Clayton Kershaw has got one of the great curveballs of all time, gets zero swings and misses on curveballs in, in, in a potentially decisive game. 
the degree of which it jumps off the page at you is different. The, the other part is the Red Sox never really got punished the way that the Astros did, and Mookie Betts is, generally speaking, a very affable guy. People like Mookie. He's just he's an up personality. He's an easy guy to have around. He's, he's not grumpy and surly like Bregman, like Correa, like Altuve. Just personality, they're very different. Why, why did the Red Sox what, – what was it? And I'm just trying to think back here. The Red Sox – what was the allegations when you say it's less than the Astros? How much less was it? It didn't was it, seem that it was They weren't using the technology? That, I, I don't know if it was a technological thing. I don't know if they were, just weren't banging on trash cans quite as obviously, but there didn't seem to be as much evidence against them as it did. It was more that, hey, Cart, uh, Joey Cora was over here too. He brought that system with him, but they didn't implement it quite to the same degree. But it's a good point. I, I agree with yeah. what he's saying. I don't want Carlos Correa to come here. I will never look at Carlos Correa as anything other as a cheater, but he's not wrong about if he did come here and started hitting home runs for the Dodgers and playing really well, I think a lot more people would get over it than they're saying they are. There's a, by the way, there's a poll here. Uh, ESPN LA put up, should the Dodgers consider Carlos Correa during free agency? Um, and, you know, no surprise here. Actually, maybe a little bit surprised. 46% say no, 23% say yes, definitely not 30%. 24% basically saying, yeah, you should consider him. That's actually a higher number than I thought. Yeah, I, me too. But it doesn't surprise me that there are some because some, like, bring him over. He's, I, I don't want him. I'll never get over it. But some, some people, people it's, yeah, they just want to win. Hey, how, runs, how can you win? Runs, mm-hmm. World Series, that whole process. Uh, Old friends, your old friends, Coos is coming back. We're going to yep. see some Washington Wizard basketball tonight at, at, at Crypto.com. You asked an interesting question earlier today that knowing what we know now, if you could just snap your fingers and undo that trade, do you do it all over again? So I, I, I think this is, uh, this is kind of the simple part of the Lakers' position. The simple part is it's been a colossal failure, right? Colossal. You're nine games below 500. The idea was, hey, let's go out get another star, another former all-star. And the conversation I think a lot of people had all season was, do you build around stars when you already have two of them? Isn't that enough? And then go get the proper role players around it. If you can redo the trade and Russell Westbrook stays with the Wizards and you have KCP, you have Kuzma, and I, I, I'm, the Montrez thing is kind of a question mark because they already they already shopped Montrez Harold. He's already off that team. But let's say you have Montrez how much different would the Lakers season be? And I'm, I'm actually asking you this question, Trav. If if they had those three players back, AD still out, LeBron still missing 18 games or whatever number he's missed so far, how much do you th- how much how much different do you think the Lakers would be record wise? I think they would be a lot better. I don't think they'd be good, but I think it would be a lot better than it is because with those players last year out, all the things that you're talking about. The Lakers were a good team. There, there were very there were times when you're looking at saying, I don't know if they're good enough to win a championship, but you never looked at that group of guys and thought, you know what, this team sucks. You look at this team, and you say that a lot. You look at this team, and what are they, 9, 10 games under 500 at this point? I mean, they just lost to the Rockets, for goodness sake. Yep. This is... This is a bad basketball team. I don't know if we, I don't know with those other guys if they're a bad team. I don't know if they're championship level good. If everything else plays out the same, namely AD gets hurt, LeBron misses a little time, but I don't think they're ten games under five hundred with that group. I don't even so, think it's anywhere near that. It's so they're five hundred or better for sure. I don't think it's that different. I really don't because what the, some of the pieces you're forgetting about, Caruso wasn't traded. They didn't go out and they didn't resign him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Dennis Schroeder signed with another team. He was with the Lakers last year. That The trade wasn't five guys, right? It was – if you said KCP's on this team and Kyle Kuzma's on this team, and if you want to throw Montrezl Harrell, put that on there and take sure. us out. There, I, I, would, I would take my chances with that all day long, especially because we've had the opportunity to see what the product is. But I don't think they're all of a sudden in sixth place where the Nuggets are. They're probably, probably around 500. I, they're I probably that, around yeah, 500. Uh, maybe a little bit better than that because they've spent so much time trying to figure out how to use Russell Westbrook, how to implement Russell. Like they, 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 and why wouldn't you spend a lot of time? You spent a lot of money and capital to go do it. He, he had to be a part of this. So I get the, the impetus to go do it. But I don't think if, if you don't spend any of that, if you just run AD and LeBron, and even if it's just LeBron with those other guys, some guys that can make some shots, this whole the whole mix of this team has been off from the beginning. It never clicked. And at least with those other guys, it might not have clicked on a championship level, but it, it would click on a we're going to win as often as we lose level, I think. I think uh, tonight will be interesting, too. It's the first time we've seen Kuz since he came back. You know, you, you've – You've been doing shows now. How many years you've been doing shows on on seven ten? Ah, seven years. Okay, so Kuz, since he got drafted by the Lakers, and I think this will make for an interesting conversation. We could do this coming back. There's certain players that get we we have put them up on this pedestal of hey, they're this type of player, and I don't think that's always fair. And there's a current player on this Lakers roster that I think we did this to this off season as well. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Kuz coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sleeva show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That was about fighting a mountain lion. If Sounded professional to me. <laughs> no context yeah, well, needed. Out of context. Uh, put that in my good idea. Sound, you know what it sounded context, like? You walked into a bar and somebody <laughs> had an issue with you. That's what it yeah. sounded like to me. Choke him out, man. You're gonna, you're gonna go do Ten it seconds. That dude's done. See, we've got – this is what we've got on the Travis Lee Show. We've got that where people are choking each other out, and then we've got Taylor firing share songs in the middle of segments. I don't know. You were talking, Al, so I don't know if you heard it, but he dropped a little share if I could turn back time last segment, and I'm I'm now all in. I'm, I'm here for any time we can bring share to our show, we should try to make it happen. I'm a supporter of share. <laughs> and I then appreciate respect for music. Like I look forward to hearing another hit of hers as the show progresses. (laughs) So I said to them when you went to go get your coffee or whatever, I said, I know two Cher songs, the one he played and uh, I've Got You, Babe. Like, she's been famous for 55 years, 60 years. How do I only know two of her songs? How is that a thing? I think off the top of of your head, that's what you think. But I guarantee you they played ten hits of Cher. We're going to probably know all of them. Yeah. I know that one. It's a classics. Yeah, that's that, I know Classic. that one. And then where she goes, "Oh, I've got you, babe." Do 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 do. That's all I got. I got you, babe. 
I don't have any other share uh, deep tracks. Also, ESPN, Alan, sorry, yeah. Alan reacted to share all the time on our show to how I reacted to King Richard. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. I just don't know her enough. I don't know her enough. But she has hits that you and I, they, I'm telling you, they if play you 15 so. songs of hers. Probably, but yeah, yeah. like if you said the Rolling Stones or something, I, I don't know, or even Dolly Parton. It just I feel like I know more than two. Anyway, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection, like Rookie, it comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Rookie has fans at the Juice Bar in Pasadena. It's, uh, it's a good a day. Somebody didn't like Rookie yesterday. Somebody didn't Ooh. like Rookie yesterday. Oh, was he doing that thing where he's a little too no. familiar? No, this is what happened, and it's probably not going to happen again. We've never taken him to a dog park before, okay. and I don't know if people have opinions on dog parks, but maybe I should have done a little bit more research. Some of those dogs, not very nice, buddy. Not very nice. They were coming after – Rookie's too nice. So he's not – he's like out there. If anybody does gives him any dirty look, he's like, uh, I don't know what I do here, guys. Do I just roll over on my back and – Submit. And yeah, literally, that's Rookie. And a couple dogs took uh, they took advantage of that. So we're like, Rook, why don't we get out of here, buddy? We'll go for a walk. Put you back on a leash. <laughs> so I think the dog park, and as a non-dog owner, I'm talking out of my ear right here. But isn't that more for the people that own the dogs to hang out than for the dogs to run around with each other? No, it's the dogs to – I mean, probably that as well. But I think it's also – you got this huge park. The dog gets to interact with other dogs. You can just let out all the energy that you have. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm starting to hear people say, yeah, dog parks are great. And then there's another camp that's like, don't ever take your dog to a dog park. you got to get one of those things like the little jacket that they put on dogs that goes over yeah. their back that has pockets on both sides kind of deal and have it say, I'm Rookie from the Travis and Sliwa show and just Please see how many kind. people stop them and have questions. People know. Yeah, people know. People know. <laughs> they, I love that Rookie had a sighting at the uh, the coffee shop. That's terrific. All right, you were talking about uh, Kuzma coming back into town and people's – kind of relationship with him over the years because when he first got here he was in the same draft as Lonzo I want to say right that he right. They, they came in in that same year and everybody they won was that summer league tournament yeah Kuz was and a big part of it yep. because Kuzma played great Lonzo barely played in that if memory serves I think he only played in one game and Kuz was like oh who's this guy uh, Utah okay cool we'll see I remember going to media day and seeing this guy walk around with Kuzma's back I'm like I don't even know who that is and then all of a sudden, fast forward a couple of years, like, well, he's got to be the third best player on a championship team. He's not living up to expectations. Like, guys, do you remember where we started with this guy? Everybody needs to calm down with him. Kuz always had, and, you know, the last couple of years, too, getting a chance to do the postgame show, Kuz always had this target on his back that was never fair. Because if you put Kuzma, THT is kind of a similar thing coming into this season. But if you thought Kuzma was going to be the third best player on the championship team who's 25 years old or 24, um, I don't think you were – I think you were hyping up, hyping him up way too much. I felt like last season – and this was before he got traded. Um, I would say that, hey, I think it's time. Like, okay, Kuz ends up somewhere else. Lakers go get more of a veteran player to come try to win a championship right now, and then let Kuzma go do what he does. Kuzma probably wants to take 15, 20 shots a game. He wants to kind of see his own growth and how his career can flourish, similar to look at B.I. and look at Julius Randle and some of these other young Lakers, Jordan Clarkson, whatever role that is. Um, I always felt like people put Kuzma's bar much higher than it was actually. So he was always set up to fail. So every postgame show was, well, it's because Kuzma went four for 12. I'm like, guys, 
if you think Kuzma is going to be the difference of winning a championship or not, we're gauging Kuzma the wrong way. This isn't the perfect comp, but coming into this season, it was Taylor Horn Tucker. Watch out for THT this year. He's 20. He's 20 years old. What do you mean watch out for THT? I think 21 now. What do you mean watch out for THT? The, the guy has, he barely has one of the toughest things for players in the NBA to do. If the Lakers had zero expectations and THT could just play like himself and try to figure out the NBA for three, four years, that's the perfect position for most of these young players. Not, I'm walking into a position with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, this Lakers franchise, and the expectations to win a championship or nothing. I think Kuz was in that category a lot for the Lakers. It's one of the things that we don't talk about enough, right? So when you come to play for the Lakers, you not only have to come play in the NBA, you not only have to figure your way into the, the best league in the world as a young player, it's going to take a year or two before people immediately put these expectations on you that don't really come along in a lot of other places, right? Laker fans' expectations are incredibly high and more often than not incredibly unrealistic, right? If LeBron James comes in and Anthony Davis comes in, sure, go win us a championship, go be the guy that you've been. But when you've got guys like uh, – Kuzma, when you've got a guy like THT, you've got some of these other players that get drafted, whether it's Lonzo or, or Brandon Ingram or any of these guys that come in, it's not only do you have to figure out the league, you've got to figure it out in a Laker uniform where everyone is saying, why can't you win a championship? Because no one does really. They're re- it's really hard to do. And to put the pressure on a guy like Kuzma, who's drafted towards the back end of the first round, it's not how this works, man. He's going to, If he turns into a useful role player, that's a huge win. That's a great pick for an organization. But to get to develop into that wearing a Laker uniform is really hard. And that's why I think when you're putting together a roster moving forward for these teams, understanding that you need to find guys who are comfortable with that. Carmelo Anthony obviously been around the block a million times. Yep. But the expectations of playing for the Lakers are not too much for him. He's fine. He's Carmelo Anthony. I can carry the added weight of this uniform. If you put on a Portland Trailblazer uniform, it's not the same thing. The Lakers are a totally different animal, and not everybody is comfortable carrying the weight of wearing that uniform. It's funny. I, I When Kuz was here, there was so much of why can't Kuz do, do this, why can't Kuz do that. And it would you know, you'd get one in every four games where you could walk away and say, hey, Kuz had a pretty good night or he was impactful yep. or whatever the case is. I liked Kuz's career. I, I thought Kuz's career with the Lakers, um, he tried as best as he can to be a team player. He was kind of put into this role of, damn, I have no margin for error, and the, I'm the only one left that they didn't trade from all these other players that they traded. Uh, and there's a reason for that because Kuz wasn't as good as Brandon Ingram or they didn't see as much value as they saw in B.I., and then Kuz eventually goes to a team where there is no expectations. He could put up like he's – I think this year he's 17-8 and eight a, year, or a, a game with almost four assists. Those are good numbers for Kuz. And, and he's only 26 years old, so Kuz will eventually kind that's of find though, right? himself in the league, and that's, that's, a, that's that, probably that's a better it, role for him. That's a much better role for him. He's not an all-star. He probably will never play on an all-star team. He's probably a guy that can average 15, 17 points a game, and that's great. 
from where he, that's a great role for him in the NBA, but in the, with the Lakers, and it's not just a Kuzma thing. It's almost everybody that comes. It's like, well, you got to be on an all-star level. It's like, take it easy. You got to have some guys that are going to fill some roles. You got to have people that are going to have some fluctuations in their game. Not everybody can give you a LeBron performance, a Kobe performance, where it's just consistent greatness night after night. Most guys don't fall into that category. You got to get comfortable with dudes like Kuzma. Well, Kuz also, too, I think for himself, he got experience playing with LBJ and Rondo and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, and he won a championship, and he was with the Lakers. So, honestly, I think the rest of his career is going to be easier for him because he had already gone through that. He kind of knows what it is to go through that. So, we'll get a chance to see Kuz and KCP for the first did, time uh, since they you, were traded. Did you see Brian Windhorst say that the Lakers need to Cold trade blooded. Russell Westbrook for any three breathing Cold players? Let's, uh, blooded. It's a little different than a year yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little different than he's the final piece to a championship puzzle. Just get him out. As long as the other guys have heartbeats, make the trade. That's, you know what's uh, going to happen? That happened fast. You know what will probably happen in the summer? And this is, I think, the hope, right, that you can get some role player. The, the model is going to look similar to last season when you trade Russ. Right? When you trade Russell Westbrook this summer, if you're able to, you're going to get role players back that you're, you know, probably some bad contracts that other teams are also trying to get rid of. Uh-huh. But it's going to be hey. similar to last season where it's a number of role players rather than another star, everything $45 million on one guy. Any three breathable players. That's not role players. That's Can, can he walk into our building? Yeah, we'll take him. We'll do it. Does does he does, can he fog a mirror? Yes. Okay, bring him in. Can, can he stand on his own two feet at practice? Yes. Bring him in, and you can have Russell Westbrook. That is uh that happened fast. I've seen some guys lose value, but that happened real, real, real fast. All right, factor cap coming up next. How to solve text message miscues? It's a good question right there. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, guys. I think that it's definitely fact that uh, Greg is a saboteur. So, <laughs> it sounds uh, like it. Still will By not the way, we never got it. What, what did you get? You mentioned chips, oh, yeah. but what else did you get? Yeah, oh yeah, I got a chicken burrito bowl. There wasn't like a there was not a variance of meat it looked like, so just uh chicken burrito bowl, white rice, beans, corn. Did you ask area. like did you say <laughs> um in the middle of the uh 
in the middle of the meeting, hey, guys, um, can somebody take off some of the tomatoes on here? <laughs> Too many on the pico de gallo. Yeah, take out some red onions. I don't like the red onions. Uh, yeah, but no, I didn't. Emily, you just said something that is pretty terrific. Variants of meat. I, be- I believe that should be like the name of the uh, Travis and Sliwa uh, album, Variants of Meat. Oh, yeah. When we put out our first solo act. <laughs> when are we recording that, by the way? Tomorrow. Yeah. Bring your Is it guitar. tomorrow, yeah. Number I'll, one I'm on the charts. bongos. <laughs> okay, guys. Can you imagine how awful <laughs> that would sound? <laughs> you do it. Um, okay, so up first, this is something I get in, uh, you know, a, lo- a little bit of trouble with, for with my friends. Uh, sarcasm does not uh, transfer over text. So there should be a different font for sarcasm. Travis, this is Factor Cap. I think it's Cap. I understand what you're saying because you're right. Sarcasm does not show up in your text feed you got to really know the person and kind of get inside their brain to read it the right way because something that you mean sarcastically can be read without the sarcasm that means something entirely different so you got to be careful about what it is i think it's more on the sender than it is on the receiver you just got to kind of be very careful put it to this way if you want to be sarcastic and my hands in the air i love sarcasm right I, i like that tool in my toolbox to be sure much better used in person than in the written form. Very hard to convey that on text sleep. So I'm, I'm cap on this one too, but this is more, I think you have certain friends where they know your personality and they see through it. Like the, you can have a dry sense of humor in front of somebody and you can kind of have a dry sense of humor on text as well. They just got to know you. They and, and most of the time, I think it comes off as funny in a text as it would if you're in front of somebody. If you're trying to do it with somebody you're not that close with or they don't have the personality or maybe it's a business relationship, that can get awkward very, very fast. But I think I think most people get. The one I sent you, I was surprised I was, that you I was really – I was just going to say. I'm like, you don't know me at this point? But see, Al, it wasn't – it was written like it was by a Russian bot. It was how – That's all kind of funny. Case, how are you? And then the YouTube link didn't have a story. It just yeah, said no, you that didn't dot come out. tu dot If you okay. explain the joke, it's not funny, Alan. <laughs> if, if, it, if it actually had the link, if it actually had the link where it showed, like, the video of what it was, I think Maybe. that it told more context. It didn't tell any context on there. <laughs> Maybe. But if you would have said, hey, Trav, have a good night, something like that, and like, okay, it's from Al, I get the – but just – how are you? I'm not sending kind of you any links without how are you. That's how I'm doing it moving forward. All right, Taylor, what do you think about sarcasm in text? My sarcasm doesn't translate well in speech, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with there already is one. You just kind of have a, a slash and then an S at the end of it. To, okay. That's what I use. If, oh, if I haven't even heard about that one. Or quotation marks. Yeah. I like to and do quotation marks, too. If it's an important conversation, I think text messaging is <laughs> the lowest form of communication, so you have to go with a phone call. All right. So, okay, next up. Uh, there is only way that you should – there's only one way that you should pronounce the word spelled G-I-F. Alan, is this factor cap? <laughs> um, I think it's fact. It's a gif. It's the only okay. way to pronounce it. Is there other ways to pronounce it? GIF. But do you have you have actually used it that way? I'm a GIF guy myself, but I've been told that GIF is actually right, so I'm kind really? of talking that. Yeah, I, I mean, Emily, am I wrong? Yeah, but GIF makes me un- irrationally angry when people say <laughs> GIF. I just I'm like, but that's the proper way butter. to do it. I believe Apparently. so. Yeah, the, Taylor, the what do you use? Sound. I actually interchangeably use them because I've heard both of them. What? So. Depends on who I'm around, you know? 
Okay, what person responds to the GIF and that doesn't respond to the GIF? If it's like GIF? an IT computer person, I'll, I'll use the GIF one. I think I'm going GIF now. Yeah, no, I've, I've been sold. <laughs> Taylor just sold me. It didn't take much. I'm. It's it's a GIF. Yeah. All right, never say GIF around me again, please. GIF is peanut butter, right? The, the, exactly. The, GIF is peanut butter. GIF is the thing you send to your friends that uh, are supposed to make them laugh that never do. Right. Right. The, the, Sometimes that, they're that, funny. Oh, you got it. There's that's a that's an art form too. Some people got that down. Some they got people that down got that down. But here's yep. the thing. Okay. Yep. This is my Jimmy Fallon corollary. You ready, Taylor? I'm going to send you a GIF. <laughs> you passing along something creative someone else did does not make me like you more. Right. That you need to create it. If you create it yourself, I'm here for you. But just standing next to me going, yeah, look at the funny thing this other person did. Not not a fan. Do it yourself. It's when you use it. Jeff no, no, no. Makers. But it's when you Make use it. Make your own GIF. <laughs> right. Exactly. All Make right. your own GIF. Okay. So uh, since we've had all this Chipotle catering conversation, uh, Chipotle is the best food to get catered. The other person in this character in the story, Taylor, you're up first. The best food to get catered? No. That's cap for sure. There's got to a million better options than that. All right, give me one more, Taylor. I would take okay. Olive Garden over Chipotle. Ooh. Okay. All right, Trav. <laughs> Look, I I've eaten at Chipotle. It's fine. It. I would have to go through nine hundred other options before I landed on that. It's just no. We're not good. First of all, Brewhouse. Just get a regular taco guy. Get I was one of those say, t- authentic taco guys. That's that all you need. In. You don't need a chain exactly. place or anything like that. No, no. I'm going local. I'm going uh, authentic. I'm going uh, a fast food chain would be very low on my list of things to cater a party. I'm not I'm not as against Chipotle as some of the other people. I think Chipotle's fine. I don't think there's anything it's fine. It's exactly wrong right. with it. Much like uh, King Richard, it's fine. <laughs> the, the the size of their burritos are literally a small child, and sometimes quantity is good. But I'm not rolling so, the burrito in the background. It's a burrito bowl always. I, I'm not I'm not against Chipotle, but there are better options. I think you just said it best. A taco guy yes. is fantastic. There are yeah. so many great sandwich spots that you can have. They're quick, bringing down and in. dirty, great spot to go. You got to grab a quick little bite, not a problem. But if I got time to cater something, I'm, that's down the list for me. I'm easy to please. I just need to pull light. It's great. All right. So uh, day drinking is the best form of drinking. Travis is about your cap. <sighs> it might be. Yeah, I think that's fact. It, it's a it's a great way to start kind of like, if you're, let's say, let, not that I've ever experienced something like this, but let's just say that you have like an eight o'clock tea time, right? And you're out there and let's just say that the, uh, the beer cart comes by and she makes a nice Bloody Mary and she puts one in your cart and it's a pretty good start. You play a few more holes and maybe you see her again. And let's say this happens two or three times throughout the course of the day and now all of a sudden you're done. It's noon. You got a nice little afternoon ahead of you. You go into the bar. You have a couple of more. And then you have all of a sudden it's 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You're in a wonderful mood. And then you can go sleep normally that night. It's pretty hard to beat that setup. Day drinking is a, is a pretty good Pretty good way to start your day. That's why. That's why in the summer you do so many pool parties out in Vegas. Yep. That's why you're out there all the time. That's why your shirt's off from June through August. <laughs> um, I, I like the evenings. I'm a fan of the evenings. I like going to get my drink. By the way, doesn't nobody saying it's got to start at nine o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, something along those lines. Mix that up with some dinner as well. That to me is more. Can we mix it, it up with lunch? 
if I have a go-to, I, I want it at the evening more than I want it at lunch. Yeah, it kind of gets a little late, and I can still sleep it off. It's a pretty right. good start. You get good the start. proper amount of sleep in the day, <laughs> and then right. by the time you wake up in the morning, you're you're most hungover at night when you're already asleep. So then played, you're ready to go in the morning. I played golf, I think it was Sunday, with some friends, and we had a couple of drinks. Out. Oh, it's the play. Yeah, when we went to go have the wings, Lee, where the guy asked me and asked Lee about you. Uh, yep. Came back to the house, had a couple more. It was a pretty wonderful afternoon. Done by 5 o'clock, in bed by 10. It was glorious. What do you do for those other five hours you're not drinking? Sleep. Watch TV. Well, you said you didn't go to bed till 10. Oh, no, no. Yeah, so I nibble a little bit here and there. Maybe maybe do a little bit of prep for the next day. Just kind of ease into the day. Maybe do nothing. I like it. Hammered. Maybe, Let me put some just, prep in for. Look, these outlines don't write themselves. I exactly. have to start thinking about where I'm going. Okay, next. Uh, this is a, a thought that you might have when you're, I don't know, a little bit uh, inebriated, when your minds open up a little bit more. It, it's, an, it's an intriguing question. So there are more wheels in the world than doors. Cody Bellinger, Patrick Hepp. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to go fact. There's definitely more wheels than doors. I'm looking outside right now. A lot of wheels. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go wheels. Yeah, more <laughs> definitely more wheels thinking about this so basically every car is a push right so four wheels four doors for every car okay so looking at a parking lot in front of me right now a lot of cars now granted this yeah, is but they all have four doors but again yeah unless they have a two-door yeah. right but there's oh not yeah a ton yeah of that's those. right that's right there's, there's not a ton of those and then for every two-door there's a truck that's got more than four wheels so let's call vehicles a push okay so now we're what else has wheels? i think you just won i <laughs> bike i think you just won what do you mean what did i win I'm saying I think if you go doors, you're probably going to be right. I think it's doors. But then now all of a sudden you start thinking about So trains have wheels. Uh, airplanes Bikes have, have wheels. wheels. Bikes have wheels. No doors. But now houses don't have any wheels. There's a lot of doors on houses. I think it's got to be doors, right? Like when you just kind of sit down and do the math, it's got to be doors. Taylor, what about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, what's your definition of a door? Is it anything that you walk through? Uh, I think it has to be a handle, and you walk through it. You have to open built, it. A lot of wheelbarrows out there. <laughs> Uh, what is a not, what's a not built by man door? A cave. Okay, no, I think it has to be. It that has to have a handle opening. on it. It has to. It has to be able to close. Right? Yes. It open and close. Okay. Um, more wheels, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think it's it's it's, it's a never ending, never answerable question. Just uh, just throwing it out there. Okay, I have one more. I want to know where all the extra wheels are. Every house. <laughs> Wait, has so we three don't have an doors. answer. There was there's, not there's no research answer. done with an answer. But I need to know where the extra wheels are coming from. Help us out here, people. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN because every house, apartment, place of business has multiple doors and has no wheels. So where are the extra wheels coming from? Who knows? <laughs> See, nobody has an answer. There you go. Wheels nobody has is an the answer. correct answer. All right, I need to find out what this movie was that made Amanda. Um, never going to go on another date for the rest of her life. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.
<laughs> the doors, Wheels does doors. that count in our doors tally? The the, the, the band? Is there a band called Of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> Add one to the doors tally. I'm sure there's a, w- a band called The Wheels. Probably. Probably somewhere. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So Emily asked us the question, what are there more of in the world, wheels or doors? And we're trying to kind of figure it out. I was trying to use a little logic. I'm on the door angle, I think, just because places of work, factories, homes, lots of doors, no wheels. I don't know where the extra wheels would Dennis come from. Boyd on Twitter, this is a good point. My son right. has a million toys, cars, or toy cars and trucks. So kind of also throw have that doors, onto though. the mix. So here's the thing, and I, I believe this is true. Dude, those but doors don't, open. Do you know who makes the second most tires in the world? No. Lego. Wow. That, that Lego is the second biggest tire manufacturer in the world for all of their little toys. And look, that's a wheel. And they have right? doors it, it in counts, Legos, though. But not as many as they'd have wheels, Emily. As, as someone that's had two boys that have collected every Lego set that's ever existed in the world, it's there's 50 tires in every one of those boxes, and there aren't any. There's only a handful of doors. Let's see. People want to weigh in. Let's go to Andrew in Alhambra. Uh, Andrew, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Love the show, guys. I just want to say Hot Wheels is the answer. There's too many wheels on those door cars. <laughs> that's how it is. That's yeah, and the doors cool. don't open on those Hot Wheel cars, mm-hmm. so that's a that's a good source of wheels. Every day I've seen about this, doors include, like, cabinets and, and those things. So, But it's still yeah. got to be wheels. <laughs> I'm, I'm, nobody's sold me on wheels yet, Al. There's Because his point, I'm looking at this. I'm in one room right now. One, two, three. I have four doors in this one room that I'm on. Four on a, or five. Four on a cabinet, and then I got one to go in and out of the room. There's no, there's no wheels in here, so we're we're already up ahead. Five. Is your to chair not a wheel? In this. A wheelie chair? Oh, you're right. Wheels have, of cheese. I have four wheels on my chair, so it's a draw. Emily, that's a very good point. Tally it See? up. Get a white, uh, get a dry race board, and just start putting in your. It's house like it's always sunny when up. he has that whole board. If it's like a, a Pepe <laughs> Sylvia, there's too many doors. Everybody walk around your house and count your That's wheels and doors easy. and come back and, and, and let us know the total. Sergio is in his car on the five. Sergio, you're on with Trav and Sleep. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's going on, Sergio? Oh, I definitely think wheels. There's plenty more wheels. I'm on the five freeway. There's 18 wheelers all around me. Okay, but those, those trucks have doors. How many buildings can you see where you are? Okay, but not only that, <laughs> you were saying about the house. Where yeah. are all the wheels in the house? Yeah. Your office chair, if you have an office at home, your your uh, Roomba has wheels. Your vacuum. <laughs> I wish I had a Roomba. Your fridge. Everything has your wheels. Your fridges have your, wheels. Your yeah, they, some of them do. They, okay. Your two cases. Uh, your self-closing drawers have those little wheels on, <laughs> You're right. on the rack. That's true too, actually. Sergio's doing work. I don't. We should hang up on Sergio. He's making too good of points. <laughs> good. Good job, Sergio. Um, I didn't think about the ones in the cabinets. There's there's a lot of wheels out there right now, Sleek. Man, my table right here. I, I could see it. There's wheels that are opening and closing these drawers. Yeah, I, I get it. He's right. Did Taylor say suitcases. They have wheels. Okay, fine. Wheels wheels wins. Um, the second football team here in town, there is one. It's the Chargers, your former squad. Uh, they have Khalil Mack now. They did, the, the Raiders flipped him for a whole bunch of first-rounders. That's right, with Chicago. The Bears just flipped him for some second- and late-round mm-hmm. picks. But he's coming to L.A. Yeah, what they get? A second-round pick and a six-round pick. I think in yep. 2023. Yep. Um, 
I, I think it's a big deal, right? I mean, if you look at the Chargers and see, by the way, it's going to be him and Joey Bosa. That's a pretty damn good combination right there. Um, but if you look at, you know, we, we spend so much time talking about the Rams, big-time names, um, that if you want to be relevant in the city of Los Angeles, you better go out there and get players that you think are going to attract fans. And then the biggest thing is you got to get – you got to be relevant as far as winning games. Be relevant by the time you get to the end of the season. The AFC West is going to be so competitive this year. Uh, we saw Russell Wilson just go to the Denver Broncos. So you got um, uh, a division that already the worst team in the division last season was the Broncos, who had seven wins. Okay, you have. Listen, I'm not telling you that Russell Wilson's the same player he was five years ago, six be years ago. They were with their. They're going to be better with him. Sure. He's been. A, won a Super Bowl, the experience sure. that he has, the leadership that all comes with it. You're actually now looking at a division that if, if the Chargers – the Chargers should have made the playoffs. They're going to be a year older, uh, which I think is going to help them experience-wise and everything else. Their coach will have another year of experience under his belt. Now you go get some talent and, and see what you can do. I like the move. I, I think it's a good move. And I, did you, Do you feel like they gave up a lot? I don't feel no. like they gave up a lot. No, I don't think they gave up a lot either. I think it's a good move for them. I think they have to do something, Al. That I, I get it that your guy, the Spanoses, um, they don't really care about winning, I don't think, in a way that other teams do, the way that the Rams do, that they, they came up here to make money. They came up here to increase the value of their franchise. I don't think they came up here to make a big splash, right? But seeing what the Rams have done, seeing what else is going on in this city, to just be where they are right now and not do anything to try to add some sizzle, I think is a big part of it. Here, here's That move made me think of one thing. Mm-hmm. What do the Raiders do? Because and, and, and Raider fans, I'm genuinely not trying to troll you right here. The, Raider, the Raiders got a little lucky to get into the playoffs last year, right? They had to, I think they had to win their last four games. I think they won them by like a total of 12 points. It was really close. They played really well to get in there, but some things had to break their way for them to get in on it, right? Like you said, Denver got a lot better with Russell Wilson. I don't know if they're Super Bowl good, but I think the Raiders all of a sudden are the fourth best team in that division. Because the Chargers make Mac, I think that Brandon Staley will be better in his second year. We know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like all of these other teams have gotten better. The Raiders really haven't done anything yet. Do you make a move on Derek Carr? Like, think about what Les Need said on our show a couple weeks ago. Know where you are in your window. Know when it's time to go. Know when it's time to pull back. And if I'm the Raiders, I don't know if I'm not looking at this thing and this isn't the time to pull back. So, first thing, I, I think with the Raiders, what they end up, 10-7? and seven? I, I think you have – yeah, I think they were 10-7. and seven. Chargers were 9-8. and eight. That was the, the final game came down to that Monday night football game. Um. I think the Chargers, or I think Sunday night. I think the I think the Raiders are good enough to where they're going to think. Wait a minute, how many windows or opportunities do you have to compete? And you never know what can happen. Listen, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs who ended up going twelve and five. I'm not saying they're going to take a step back, but they also didn't play all season long as if they were um, that they were the Chiefs maybe from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers have been inconsistent, even with the talent that they have. They've been inconsistent. They're not a franchise that you think, oh, watch out for that franchise. They've been there year in and year out. Vegas has something to build off of. You know, I, I thought I thought what they did last season, you're right. I, I see what you're saying, that it's going to be competitive. Go rank the quarterbacks in the AFC West. They've got the fourth best guy. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. You're right. I think the they do have the guy. fourth best guy in that in that class. But I think if you're a team that 
just got to the playoffs, hung with the Cincinnati Bengals in the postseason, and that team ended up going to the Super Bowl, I don't think you should punt yet. I really don't. I, I think you play this upcoming season, see what happens. That's probably going to tell more answers, especially with a new head coach. It's, it's a great question, and I – I don't think they will, but I think this is where you need your executive to be really shrewd, right? Sure. You really need your executive and your coach to be on the same page and realize that, hey, listen, we got in, but our future is not bright. For all of the reasons that you just said, that we're, the, the traffic in our way in our own division is so significant, we need to we need to reload. That this is not a, a viable path. We can maybe knock around. We can maybe be 500, a little bit better than that. Maybe we can sneak into the playoffs, maybe not, but – if we're going to be good, we have to have a, a, a difference-making quarterback. We've got the fourth guy in the division. If we're going to be good, we've got to find more playmakers along the way. It doesn't feel like that's where they are. And it would be hard to have a team that goes to the playoffs, Al, and then just say, you know, we're going to tear this thing down and start over. But that's where the leadership comes in, right, in realizing where you are in your window and realizing that, hey, we don't got the cards right now. I'm not going to play this hand. I can't win this pot. I'm going to go. I'm going to fold this hand, and I'm going to try to play another day. That, that's kind of where they are right now. I'm going to add one thing because you said something about the Chargers. They go out, you know, obviously, uh, like we mentioned, they get Khalil Mack, and you said that they got to make some kind of noise. They're irrelevant in the city. If there's one thing that you could say with the Chargers uh, this upcoming season, Herbert is a good enough quarterback and a good enough player that if he has one of those seasons and they're winning games, he could put them on the map. And even if even if the map in L.A. isn't this, hey, everyone's paying attention to them, they would be big enough on a just from a pure football perspective that he would get such an incredible amount of lo- uh, amount of love on a national stage. He's a young quarterback. He kind of plays the part, looks the part. He put up un- unbelievable numbers. I-, I I hear what you're saying about the kind of the you got to have your stars, you got to win. Winning's going to be the most important thing for them. Trav, he might be good enough to where he's single handedly he, bringing attention to the organization. The problem is it's not about being good enough for him. It's He's probably more popular outside of his own market than he is in it. That That's what's so weird. Like, if you went around and talked to football people, you're right about that. Justin Herbert. Yeah, like you're right about in, that. In, in, in L.A., they're like, oh, yeah, he, that's right. That's right. It's he's a, Chargers? Is he yeah, Chargers? Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, <laughs> still at Oregon? He's still he's still throwing passes for the Ducks. I think we're going to the Rose Bowl again this year, right? He looks. He's a uh, dig- dignity health, right? <laughs> Let's try one very quickly here. Let's go to the freeway and check in with Hector. Hector, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Uh, big time listener, first time caller. I just wanted to say you guys are putting Raiders in fourth. There didn't make any moves, but you guys are kind of uh, not really mentioning that Coach McDaniel's is now the coach of the Raiders. He's kind of a hot property in the NFL. I know he flamed out of Denver a few years ago, 10 years ago, but this guy's like the understudy of Bill Belichick, man. He he has a lot of a lot of accolades in the NFL. I think, you know, the Raiders are primed to make a move. I'm, I don't know. I think it's worth talking about it. So, Hector, I think that that's going to be another part of the conversation with the Raiders as well. He's got, he's got to prove it too, right? Like I, I think for us to kind of jump and say, oh, watch out because it's uh, – because he's the protege or he's been under Belichick for so long, he's got something to prove as well. Let, let him coach two, three years under the Raiders before we start making assumptions of what he can do. Yeah, very quickly. And, Hector, you bring up a good point. I liked that they made a move in the coaching situation. But you know who else was the understudy to uh, Bill Belichick? Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell, Bill uh, Bill yeah. O'Brien. There's a bunch of guys that have spent a lot of time with him. Mike Vrabel, that, uh, not Mike Vrabel, uh, Matt Patricia, the guy in Detroit. 
Okay, so I'm just saying, just because you stand next to a really smart guy doesn't make you a really smart guy. It means you stood next to a smart guy. Okay, we'll see what he can do. Sean McVay's proven, I know what I'm doing, right? His guys have proven they don't know what they're doing. Josh McDaniels, maybe the second time through, a little bit better, but his first run was He's not got good. something to prove. He's not got something to prove. A lot to prove. All right, yeah. big game, James Worthy breaks down Lakers season with us. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.